What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to a special Smark Announce Table Edition of the Smark Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode is the Pog Champion himself, Steven Wago. Yep, I am back, and I am better than ever. Because you're in Pog form. Indeed. <laughs> so is Alf, by the way. So, if you don't know what the Smart Announce table is, it's pretty simple. We're going to be watching a particular video and providing a commentary track with our opinions and jokes and other bullshit like that that go along with it. And to prep us for the upcoming Hell in a Cell event, we're going to be looking back on the first Hell in a Cell match to ever take place, which was from In Your House, Bad Blood. Bad Blood is spelled with three Ds, oddly enough. No grammar checks back in 1997. October 5th is when this happened. It was the Kiel Center? Or is it the Kyle Center? I don't know. Um... Richard Kyle is the guy who was Jaws and uh, James Bond, but... I think it's Kyle 2 Center. Hmm. Either way, one of those centers in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Now, fortunately, for copyright reasons, we can't show you guys the actual video of the match itself because the WWE is going to take that down if that happens, but this is how it's going to work if you don't uh, have any kind of previous familiarity with this whole concept. We're going to be watching this on the WWE Network, so we recommend that you guys do the same. You can just sync up your video with the audio that we have when we tell you to. Set your time to 2 hours, 3 minutes, and 15 seconds. So that's 020315. And when I give you a countdown of 3, 2, 1, play, go ahead and hit the play button, and we're going to be synced up nicely like that. You're going to get If past... you want to know if you're in the right spot, Jim Ross is looking up at the ceiling, <laughs> Vince is kissing an invisible man, and Jerry Lawler may or may not have shit himself. He's either shit himself or he's angry that somebody stole his toy away from him, like a little dog or something. But this is past the Patriot and Vader and Bret Hart. There was a karate fighters promo, all that kind of stuff. And this is going to lead into, if I remember correctly, because I forget my notes from like three weeks ago when I set this up, I think it's going to go into like a video package for them and stuff like that. So... That again, that time is 2 hours, 3 minutes, and 15 seconds. So without further ado, let's get this started. 3, 2, 1, play. So I just got him saying, once a year, he's going to yeah, talk same. about Survivor Series. <laughs> the cage is lowering, although they don't have the bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that's a little underwhelming. I guess it's just because I've been conditioned to listen to it now. Especially because it's Hell in a Cell, and that's like more ominous sounding, you know. <laughs> Back when Hell in a Cell wasn't uh, was actually dangerous. <laughs> like other than that Shane and Undertaker match, I'm fucking like more excited for a cage match these days. Now, this the first ever Hell in a Cell. Were you watching WWE around this time? Um, not dedicated. Like I wasn't dedicated to it, but I was definitely into it. Not, like, super big fan, checks it out every single episode of Raw, that kind of thing? Well, like, my par my parents are weird. They could afford cable, but for some reason they just refused to fucking buy it. So, like, I had no avenue to watch it. That was my biggest issue. If I could, I would. So I used to, for the most part, not be able to check them out because I couldn't afford it either. But every once in a while a friend would order something or, you know, get, like, some bootleg tape afterward or whatever like that, but... Well, what was uh, lucky for us in the UK is because um, we didn't have a television deal for the WWE. We'd get a lot of these pay-per-views for, for, on free TV, but some of them you just wouldn't get. As for this one, I don't remember ever watching it until later. Now, look at this crew that we have. Rick Rude's still a part of DX at this point. European champion Shawn Michaels. Michael P.S. Hayes. Was he Michael P.S. Hayes then, though, or were they still calling him Doc Hendricks? He was Doc Hendricks' I think, but I'm not entirely sure. 
Doc Hendricks, what a dumb fucking idea. I mean, what a fucking dumbass guy. What are you, Bret Hart? <laughs> I'm not bitter enough to be that scum fuck. <laughs> See, that's where they, he just said, no way in, no way out. That's where they got that pay-per-view title. <laughs> <laughs> God, look at Michael Hayes' eyes. He's just kind of like, Shawn Michaels is pretty fuck. What the fuck's going on with Rick Rude's chin? It's a big-ass pimple. Yeah, that is standing out. Now that you pointed it out, I can't unsee it. <laughs> Do you remember the old In Your House theme? No, not off the top of my head. They just kept repeating In Your House. It was like, In Your House, In Your House, In Your House. <laughs> it's like... Probably better than that shitty Deadly Games theme that they made. I don't remember that one. Yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> Was it just really? Deadly Games, Deadly Games, Deadly Games? <laughs> no, it was a legitimate song. I just thought it was terrible. Hmm. I think it was actually made by Theory of a Dead Man, too, which is surprising, because I normally like their stuff. Theory of Undertaker? Sure. <laughs> oh, look at that. They cut away from Triple H. <laughs> he was just about to talk. This is when he didn't have the pole in the company. So these old video packages. Shawn Michaels looks so drugged out there. Yeah, he looked so fucking like high. He probably was. <laughs> yeah. He did like so much coke right before that shot. How many times do you think a guy's hit on him? Shawn Michaels? Yeah, like, I'm sure someone's got the wrong idea, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he did Playgirl. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And there's he's also... he the um, on that right now. I mean, he came out, like, I think so, like, there's some people backstage, I don't remember who it was, I think Nash said some people had the wrong idea of Sean because he was wearing the village people's outfits and shit when he came out <laughs> of the room. He's like, that no, I'm really just a macho shot. man. Just like Savage. I miss JR on commentary. Oh, we got the uh, Alamo Dome shot right there. They're going to go back to the Alamo Dome again for the Royal Rumble this year. That was the one where he uh, wrestled Psycho Sid, right? Yep. Yeah, that the was the first pay-per-view I ever saw. I was pumped for that Royal Rumble, man. I, like, a lot of people shouldn't that because there wasn't many stars in it, but I love the whole thing where Austin was just throwing guys out and then just waiting. <laughs> Doing the whole checking the watch thing. Uh-huh. What was cool, he checked his watch and then just fucking like puts his hands on his head when sure Brett's music hits, <laughs> it was great. There's oh, a lot of be... like real bad problems with that. You know what, actually, we should probably do that Royal Rumble for the commentary for this year coming up. It's actually one of my favorites. And it's um, the Alamo Dome, and it's 2017 versus 1997. Well, it's like, I remember a lot about that car just because um, like, it was the first pay-per-view I saw. I managed to get the videotape of it and continued watching it. Um, that's some weird matches up, but I guess we should be talking about this show. <laughs> How good was Shawn Michaels, though? Man, Shawn was so good back in the day. He was just, he always just exuded great, I don't know what the word is, but he just had a great intensity when he was a heel. Great douchitude. <laughs> and, like, I know he was still a little clean the last time he did it, um, for when he had that feud with Hulk Hogan, but... He was still better than his face character. Man, if you had the Shawn Michaels that knows what he knows now in the body of the 1996 Shawn Michaels and you've got the intensity of the 1997 Shawn Michaels, like, oh man. That would... I mean, he already is the best of all time, so who cares, right? 
Man, I'm so pissed that I never got uh, AJ versus Sean, though. Oh, there's so th- many matches. I think that would have been... Like, for me, that would have probably been the greatest match of all time. Look at this. Fucking Sergeant Slaughter's checking out the bottom of the ring. <laughs> Man, he was a guy that was on almost Hulk Hogan's level once upon a time, and now he's checking under the ring for shit. Commissioner Slaughter. Remember the whole thing with the uh, face masks? <laughs> yeah, so he couldn't face them. <laughs> the X was great. so good. They're like, where's Hornswoggle? Oh, he's not going to be here for another 20 years. <laughs> no one's on there. Yeah, it was always easy to tell when Sean was coming out. Some fucking pyro things are huge. <laughs> that and the uh, Razor Ramon one that they used to set up. Well, what, what do you think about promo pyros? As uh, Back in the 90s, if I wanted to know if Kane was going to win a match, what you'd have to wait for is if the pyro went off at the start of the match, you'd lose. If not, it'd go off afterwards. Hmm. It's funny how they handle pyro. It's weird looking at Triple H just coming out with still like the Hunter Hearst Helmsley sort of thing. I He just looks weird when he has dry hair. And it's long. And it's back in the ponytail, too. His hair was super long back then. It's like in a ponytail and left hanging out too. Now, how do you rank China around this era versus like she went through a couple different stages. She had the Mamacita thing. She had, well, you know, her last unfortunate like past couple of years have been the worst by far. I think this is the China that's going to go be remembered and go down in history, um, excluding all the slutty shit that she did. Um. As far as where she ranks, I personally like the Mama... This is just my personal taste. I know what's going to be remembered, but I love the Mama Sita chain. I thought it was great. The shit that she did with Eddie, they had such a good chemistry. What do you think is better? Her stuff with Eddie or her stuff with uh, Chris Jericho? Um, I, I like it's the weird manage- that we're talking about China instead of Hell of but what the fuck, why not? <laughs> um, I like China's stuff with Eddie Guerrero more. Um, she had a I mean, her matches with Jericho were horrendous, but they weren't anything special. Uh, the triple threat match that they had with Hardcore Holly when they became co-champions was just okay. Um, it never did too much for me. Hmm. There's that pyro. I always laughed back when I watched this one. It was back before Sean got the extended theme, so the song would play two times. <laughs> you know... A lot of people really, really love this first incarnation to DX, but as much as DX is my favorite stable of all time... Oh, Army DX was much better. The, uh, yeah, because Rick Rude doesn't fit. No, not at all. Um, And I don't really consider him the original part of DX. I consider him a piece that was associated with for a brief moment. Kind of like when you look back at the old Nation of Domination and it had all those extra guys that went nowhere. It's mm-hmm. like Nation of Domination is Farouk like the, or the Rock, you know. Yeah, like your core guys that are always associated with football, the extra bits. Like, really, is it, are you going to look at uh, Kama Mustafa and say he's not a part of the original DOA, but the real DOA is Wolfie D? No. <laughs> I think this might have been the take of fame that's my favorite, because he's got a version of his theme that's got extra guitar in it, and it's fucking sick. The Ministry theme? No, there was one which was very reminiscent of his original one, but it had, but it was edited. Well, not edited, it was different. I'll know in a moment. Let's see. 
Christopher Smith. Nah, it's gonna... not bad. Yeah. It was. Be- I think it might have been a transition period between the Ministry and this theme. I always like say- the, uh, the Ministry one quite a bit, but I mean, his main one's just so good. Eh, it's no, don't get me wrong. It's great. Uh, one of the best and most iconic things of all time. But uh, he's had actually several themes that I've liked better. Better than this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep it classic. I I dig this more than anything. Honestly, my favorite incarnation of the Undertaker is the American Badass. I know people don't like that, but Patriot. um, <laughs> the issue that I have with this character is like it was great when I was a kid. It's a little hokey now. Have you seen Undertaker live in person over the past few years? I've never had the chance to see him live. He's like the uh, one guy that's escaped me. I even got to see Austin live in 2000 and... Uh, I don't know. It was uh, during the time where Cena just moved from SmackDown to Raw. Uh, so I think that'd be 2004. And Austin ended up uh, refereeing a triple threat match between JBL, Kurt Angle, and John Cena. Random match. But um, I got to see him stun a lot of people. But Take is the one that's always escaped me. See, that's the only positive I have from seeing WrestleMania 29. Yeah. And that was really like, uh, you know, I think at the time, that was, what, three years ago? So, you know, I'm 26 years old, really shouldn't be acting like a little kid. Then it's like Undertaker's music comes on, and I'm like, oh, I guess you think. Yeah, I'm sure I'd mark out when for the entrance if I was there live, but... Just as, like, there's a lot of things in pro wrestling that I used to love as a kid, and I just, I watch now, and I go, eh, I don't get it, and I just, like, chop it down to, uh, um, you know, just me growing out of it. Yeah. Well, it does lose some of its mystique. Like, now, we've had 33, I think, matches with the Hell in a Cell. At this time, Hell in a Cell was, like, they'd announce a Hell in a Cell match, and you were like, oh my god, this is going to be insane. Now we're like, ugh, it's another Hell in a Cell. It's October I, I again. get disappointed when there's a Hell in a Cell match, because typically the non-gimmick matches are better. And uh, you know, Hell in a Cell used to be amazing. Oh my god, this Hell in a Cell looks so small now. Doesn't it? If I remember right, their feet could hit the ceiling in this. What do you mean their feet could hit the ceiling? Like if they took a bat body drop or something Oh, really? Huh. I might be thinking of a different match or a different promotion. I'm not sure, because pretty sure WCW had a few shitty structures. Shawn <laughs> Michael's trying to... Can I just leave? No, can I leave? I mean, my title's not on the line or anything. Can I just go? <laughs> that is weird that his title wasn't on the line, wasn't it? Eh. Honestly, Shawn shouldn't have had the European Championship, and obviously you don't want to put it on take the European champion, The Undertaker. It sounds <laughs> weird. It's so weird that he's never won a mid-card title. I like it. I think... I was well, actually a little pissed that he won the hardball belt. Though, it did work for his American Baddest character, I guess. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It'd be weird to I see love him that he be used like to wear United it States his champion or something. Yeah, I wasn't watching with the uh, belt around the neck era. Oh, yeah, he used to just wear it, come out on a motorcycle with the uh, hardcore title around his neck. And then typically beat the shit out of Rob Van Dam. I like it. <laughs> Big boot right in the face to be the start of the match. I love that, like, 
This is what this is like. What I love about the uh, this era of wrestling, it was a lot more about storytelling. Right now, if this was a main event for a fucking um, today's era, we would have seen somebody hit the ropes about four times already. <laughs> like it's just so simplistic and pure. This take has just slowly stalked him around the ring, and Sean's selling it like a million dollars. And now what? A, now Taker's barely doing anything, but it has way more effect than anything that you see in today's wrestling. And Sean's doing his typical shtick where it's like, let me throw you against the turnbuckle and you'll fly halfway into the crowd. <laughs> Such a good pairing. It's. I think this is like, when I watch these matches from the 90s eras, especially this, like, this period, it just reminds me of like a lot of the art that's lost in uh, modern wrestling now. A few guys know what they're doing. And a lot, a lot of them of are ones that kind of, like, pioneered themselves after some of the other guys. But, I mean, as much as I like the athleticism that we have now, I do sort of miss having that that kind of just, like, let me shut off my brain and watch this zombie dude beat up this pretty boy. <laughs> See, like, Taker's not doing anything amazing, but his character and his presence is so much uh, more intense, known, established... Uh, the mystiques and still there that you're into it. And honestly, looking back at this version of the Taker, he still has some of that mystique. It's like it was shredded as he aged. Well, I think American Badass stripped him of some of that. Um, but it was I a think, good idea for I them think, to do that too. I, so, was, like, if they would have just kept this going, people would have gotten tired of it. I think uh, that started when they humanized him when he cut that shoot promo on Vince when he was Fat Taker. <laughs> Do you remember Fat Taker? Yeah, I remember Back Fat when he used Taker. to come down in the long sleeve t shirt looking like he's just like. <laughs> and out he of doesn't breath. want to take his shirt off to go swimming, kind of thing. Uh-huh. People forget about that period of Taker's career. It was really shitty. Shawn Michaels, by the way, he was always my favorite to take the old school because he would <laughs> always jump up afterward. Shawn just was the best at anything. It's like. He made his entire career by making other people look awesome and then kicking them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you look at somebody like a Shelton Benjamin and you go, what was Shelton Benjamin's uh, best moment? Oh, the time he got kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty fucking sweet match, though. And I like Shelton Benjamin, and it's still just like your high point of your career is getting kicked in the face by Shawn Michaels. I like him when he doesn't talk. What, Shelton? Yeah. Honestly, I never think, never thought he should have beat uh, Jericho in that IC feud. Still home in that when he comes back, that he gets a decent push. I don't. He's fucking forty something. There ain't no fucking upside to Shelton Benjamin at this point. I like the guy, but yeah, see, yeah, that old Jim Ross just lied to me, and I believe him. <laughs> I like looked down briefly when that happened and I'm like, see, see? Happened maybe. You just blindly believe anything Jim Ross says. You're like, well, clearly his barbecue sauce is the best. I mean shit. Ple- clearly by God he's got a family. He's one of those guys that um I used to fucking like worship the ground of and like his word was gospel. And then when I got older and realized that he was a miserable cunt, I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, this is uh post WWE stuff has really hurt him. I mean, he's still the legend, and he's still, like, the epitome of everything that 
he was before, but now it's just kind of like, I don't know. He reminds me of like an old man in a retirement home that's still talking about how everybody should be doing life. Uh, Undertaker related, I guess, and old grumpy old men related. Brother Love, Bruce, uh, Bruce Pritchard. He's been he started a podcast recently, and it's actually really good because they get because he was actually there for Sean's fucking tight to pull down. Um, he started a podcast recently, and it's really cool because he talks a lot about this period of wrestling, and he was actually there for it. And he shits all over Dave Meltzer, so I fucking love it. <laughs> What's it called? Like I'm loving it. Um, it's called wrestling. It's called wrestling with uh, Bruce Pritchard. Wow, that's lame. Yeah, you should have a pun thing, like smack talk. <laughs> Look at how small the cage is, though, with like the um space between the ropes and stuff, though. Even I like that though because it made it more dangerous when they flew off the fucking side of the ring and hit the cage. Move, you fucking idiot, cameraman! You can I tell just... he's clearly going to throw him towards you. I liked the cell just because it was so fragile, but close, so the beating was more hellacious. Pull your fucking tights up, dude. <laughs> you see, when I was in the ring, that shit drove me crazy. If I, like, felt it, I'd like, I've got to pull you up. I don't care if I've got a cell. <laughs> well, how often did Shawn Michaels show his ass? Um, I've seen it twice. I can remember at least three times that that's happened. Unfortunately, I've seen Shawn Michaels' ass, Kurt Angle's ass, and Ric Flair's ass. All courtesy of Shawn Michaels. Different house shows. He kept doing the spot every time he came to England where somebody's pants would get pulled down. <laughs> and I'm just like, why the fuck do you do it every time? <laughs> it's like some backstage joke. He's just like, hey, what is Shawn Michaels ass again? <laughs> I think it must be a rib. I don't know what the fuck it is. Now, I haven't seen this match... At least in ten years, maybe not even since it happened. Do you remember the last time you've seen it? Um, hmm. You see, when I wanted to show Jana Hell in a Cell, I didn't show her this one. Showed her um, Foley versus uh, Taker. Yeah, because like that's, that's the obviously one you gotta show. That's why yeah. we're doing that one too, and not just this one. But we had that's... to do this one though, because it is the first one. I want to say it's probably been in the last five years, but I can't say for sure. I don't go back and check out a lot of matches other than Royal Rumbles all that often. Um, like one of my favorite pay-per-views is the Royal Rumble 2000, so that's one of the, that's a pay-per-view that I check out probably once a year. That's a fun Royal Rumble too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's another like there's, and there's a couple of pay-per-views like that where like they have like certain memories for me, so I check them out regularly. But like, I don't go out seeking old matches. And that's something that I re- like. I think a lot of people thought they'd love about the network, and then a lot of people realized how much they don't want to relive stuff. Because <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to watch every Raw." I tried. I didn't even have that in my mind. No way. Like, like I think I just it was just that attitude of nostalgia. I just realized it fucking sucked as much as it does now. It totally does. I mean, I tried watching an episode of Raw about, like, three or four months ago when I was trying to look for some kind of a graphic for something. I can't remember what. I'll say the angles are better, but the matches aren't. No. it's And it's, uh, like, a lot of shitty people that you forget they used to utilize all the time. Like, how many times were there matches with Flash Funk and stuff? And it's like, well, I really don't want to watch that. <laughs> like, the segments were definitely better. 
Um, and the way they went off air was much better. Oh, but the so match much more was, energy. Yeah, they always left in chaos for the most part, and it was like, what's going to happen next week? And now it's just a fuck finish and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Or a prolonged beatdown, which just gets boring. And now it's a tag team match between the main event teams, and somebody interferes, causes a disqualification, somebody else throws somebody out of the ring, and then they stand tall, and that's the end. And it's like, yeah. all right. I wouldn't be surprised if the notes backstage just say, like, uh, main event equals typical ending. <laughs> nah, like, I bet well, they're like, the four guys. Uh, it's these guys. Okay. I bet the fucking Poi Dexter's backstage are, like, fucking really passionate about it and think they're coming up with some revolutionary shit. And then there's going to be an interference. Somebody else is going to come out. Oh, my God. <laughs> People used to punch better back in back in these days. Although it you is some a little bit la- like you see uh, some of the latest shots now. It is a little bit weird seeing Undertaker take a beating from Shawn Michaels, though. As much as Shawn Michaels is my favorite, it's like Undertaker should be kicking his ass. And when Shawn Michaels is punching him, it's like, yo, you're supposed to be the dead man. Why don't you just well, go to like? Be fair, nine tenths of this match is Undertaker kicking the fuck out of Shawn Michaels. That is true. He's got to get remember, some offense. I mean, Spoiler alert for those who, for some fucking reason, are watching this with our commentary instead of anything else, but the whole reason that this match existed was for Kane. It's gotta be Kane. Oh, that's right, we're gonna hear that. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a shot. He's, he's, he's got a shot! (laughs) That's gotta be a man who's got a shot! (laughs) Uh, I wonder if people like have missed a shitty joke since you've been doing more material on your own now. <laughs> well, the stupidest part is every once in a while I'll just throw one of those. Say one on your own, like a sad loser. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to try and not make those jokes to Dan when I do the UDMA podcast because, <laughs> like, he'll be like, "What? What do you mean somebody's got a shot? I don't get it." And you're like, ah, I don't get it, it's a joke too. <laughs> yeah, like I'll be talking about Kane Velasquez and I'll be like, hey, Kane's got a shot. <laughs> That's something we haven't seen people do in a while. Somebody climb up the little side of the cage like that and jump on yeah, someone. What the fuck does nobody climb the inside of the Hell in a Cell? Nowadays, this is what I hate about Hell in a Cell. Like this one, the first ever Hell in a Cell that we're getting, now we can look back on it and go like, oh man, you know, certain parts are good, certain parts aren't, whatever. We're watching... Shawn Michaels climb up side of the cage and it's like, wow, you know, we haven't seen that happen ever for the most part. Now, all they really do is sort of that, we're going to see it uh, two Sundays from now. Somebody's going to pick up somebody and ram their head into the side of the cage. Somebody's going to run and they're going to move out of the way. Somebody's going to do that slingshot move. That's like really it for the most part. Like they don't do all that much. What I like about this, I didn't realize how much I liked the cell being smaller. Um, oh, he kind just, of he just had an issue right there. Literally, right after you say that, he it's too small for him to swing it around. I like that um, their force. It, it like feels like the action's more forced, and they're using the outside of the cell so much more in this match. Yeah, they're spending like, a lot of time out ringside. Well, the thing is, like, I never got mad that they didn't go outside the cell sometimes. Because the whole point of Hell in a Cell is it's meant to keep the competitors inside. Right. So I didn't care about that. It's just the way they used it now is just dumb. 
it's it just feels like it's unnecessary. I'm just like, all right, so the biggest high spot of the match is that you suplexed them on some steel chairs. The fuck did you need a cell phone? Uh, Even though Sean fucked it up right there and he couldn't pick him up at first, that pile driver is so good. I like that, though. It just bleeds something. It it showed... (laughs) (laughs) He's just saying, fuck off. I think he's got pissed off that he's in the way. Um, I like, I like that. I think something just happened to your mic, Wago. Oh, you can't hear me. Yeah, I can barely hear you anymore. Oops, I'm just having it on the screen too. <laughs> oh, you saw that go black too? Okay, that yeah. was just uh, so no, that that's, was, uh yeah, that's okay. That's weird cool. coincidence because now your uh your quality is back. I muted the mic and unmuted it. It seems to have worked. I'm not sure what that was. This is a weird coincidence. <laughs> we legitimately did not plan that, everybody. That's just awkward. Uh Sean fucked the our tech up. <laughs> Such a violent shot. I do miss that pile driver though, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. I can understand why they don't do it anymore. I mean, it is dangerous, but still. Yeah. I think it's only dangerous if the people in the ring are dangerous, but this is what it is. I guess, I, I don't get me wrong, accidents happen, and they're trying to prevent accidents, but if I, my attitude is if the guys in the ring are comfortable doing it, just do it. And obviously, don't do the backwards one like Owen Hart did. Yeah. That's the one that's more dangerous, I think. It's the only one I've seen that's, like, fucked someone up that bad. Shit, you can fuck up a DDT and hurt somebody. Thing is, I've not seen that many people get hurt from a pile driver. And I've always heard... Hit day with Tommy, just this a power slam the other day fucked his neck up. That's the thing about pile drivers, and I'm sure someone in the comments will probably fucking correct me, but... Um, excuse me, Mr. Wago. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Pile drivers, like, I keep getting told they're really fucking dangerous. Um, I've never taken one that's hurt me, and on top of that, I've never really seen one other than the fucking Owen Hart one that's injured anyone. Even the Canadian Destroyer didn't fuck anybody up as far as I can remember. The thing is, if you're doing a pile driver right, you should be pushing off their fucking thighs, and your head shouldn't even be hitting the fucking ground. Right. It's when you do stupid shit like that, I'ma pull your trunks down into the pile driver, or, or let me do this fucking weird cradle into a pile driver. Basically, indie bullshit. Every time Undertaker punches Shawn Michaels, in every yeah. single one of their matches, Shawn always makes it look like it hurts like a son of a bitch. Yeah, but he like... It's weird, like, he, he bobbleheads back towards him, it's like... Shouldn't you stumble back a bit? <laughs> uh, why don't people do this spot anymore? Uh, getting caught up in the ropes? Yeah, I fucking loved it. I can't even remember the last time it's happened. Can you do it with these ropes now? Because these ropes look way different than what we have now. That is true. Although I can't tell which ones would probably be tighter. These look like they might be tighter. 
I don't think these are... Are these legit ropes or are these cables? Ooh. I don't know. So I'm wondering if it's a thing that only works with cable. Because they use legit ropes now. And I know that because apparently uh, they wanted OVW to use ropes like them right on their next show before the guys could get used to it. And Jim Cornette's like, don't do it, they'll get injured. And then like a bunch of his talent got injured. <laughs> now, what's the difference between using cables and ropes, though? Because um, I've never stepped in the ring. I don't know any fucking difference. Honestly, there isn't a drastic difference. Oop, my headphones came out. Um, <laughs> she'll get shit out of me. <laughs> Fuck you, there camera man. Be... All right, I can hear everything again now. Um, but the main difference between cables and ropes that I found is um, cables easier to bounce off of uh, for springboard moves, and I'm I stand it. I've always found it's easier to stand on top of a cable. If I had the choice, I'd pick a cable every time. But um. A lot of guys just prefer rope, and I'm not sure why. I think I prefer Fios. <laughs> I wish I had Fios. I'd get rid of fucking Comcast so quick. This cameraman is a poor fucker. You know, 1997, around this whole, like, because this is October 97, so go back a year to October 96, that year-long span... A lot of things have revolved around Shawn Michaels and a camera. In fact, thinking about the Aladdin show, he won the match by smashing Sid with a camera and then super kicking him. And that was to follow up Psycho Sid using a camera on him, Survivor, uh, Survivor Series 96. <laughs> it's like, he just had a thing for cameras right during this year. Has a thing for showing his ass in England, too. He's a weird guy. Is that Waco kid in the crowd? I'm going to show someone's ass. <laughs> Hope he's got a camera. <laughs> uh, the kick up. Nip up. Or kip up. They've called it nip like up. five different things. Nip up's it's... my least favorite. Fuck that. Why is it nip? <laughs> I used to call it kick up and then everyone was like, you fucking retard, it's nip up. So it's been nip up to me ever since. See, I heard kick up for the longest time and then it was kip up and then it was nip up, and I'm like, all right, well, now this is just fucking stupid. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that's heard all this bullshit, too. Good. And because we all agree, nip up is dumb, right? I'm used to nip up now, so nip up's the normal thing for me. Kick up sounds foreign. Foreign, but better. You might as well just go, elderly kick up. Because it's like, well, he's got the super kick, not the super nip. Well, he's not <laughs> the only guy that does that. Nip up. Makes no sense. Look at this. He's uh, setting up for the sweet nip music. <laughs> Is there a better finisher in the world than the sweet chin music? Um, RKO's up there. That's close. Not on par, though. Um, Look at that. Just because I've been desensitized to the super kick. It right the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Is there a better finisher than the one that completely gets no sold? <laughs> Yeah, the never done that, has it? <laughs> See, now, we were talking, talking about uh, at the beginning of the match, what would have happened. At the beginning of that match, it would have been, like, three finishers would have gotten kicked out of. See, Taker was a guy you didn't mind no-selling super kicks and stuff. Yeah. Um, That's an iconic shot right there, that uh, slingshot. It's a fucking good blade job, too, because you don't even see him do it. I really didn't see him there. 
That was quick. He was bleeding before he hit the cage, uh, but it was just done in times that looked like the cage did it. God damn. I miss a good blade job. I still think it has a place in wrestling. I don't give a fuck what people say. It's a TV show about wrestling. People bleed. Now, you don't want somebody to do it on like something that doesn't matter. There's another iconic shot. It's like, but... I'm fine with them taking a PG route in as much as they don't want to... Um... Say cunt, fuck, right. titty sprinkles. Um, but like when it comes to just having a bit of violence, I mean, you can have a bit of violence when it's PG. It's not bloodless. Yeah, like what's it gonna do? Make somebody like violent? No. But besides that, I think it's more of um, their wellness and health policy about the bleeding than it is uh, the PG. Yeah, because they always have the gloves now and stuff. Uh-huh. Back in 97 when this is happening, Earl Hebner doesn't give a shit at all. But it's being confirmed that they fucking got elbowed in the face. Uh, Randy got elbowed in the face to bleed, and it was deliberate. So they right. clearly want blood. Just fucking bleed. Like, just imagine how much or- better Orton would have felt if he just got the bleed instead of having his head stapled. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have missed backlash then for having fucking injuries. Um, I don't know what his other injury was. Was it just the staples in the head still? I don't know. They're, like, really being hush about that stuff lately. Like, they still haven't said what's happening with Becky Lynch yet. The whole roster's a f- clusterfuck right now. Not to get too off topic, but Cena's leaving for a while. Orton yeah. was always hit and miss. Brand split, man. Hey, at least we got Mickey James and Kurt Hawkins. Ah, oh, Mickey James. So glad she's coming back. Actually, like, Kurt Hawkins is, uh, one I'm excited about, not other people. Especially fucking Drew, apparently, from what I heard. Um... By the way, Drew, go fuck yourself. SmackDown's way better than Raw. <laughs> look at that shot, man. When, this, oh, when they the were climbing up on the top, camera, such a good thing. Like, look at that. Oh, that's. There's nothing special about that. Like, they don't do these scenes anymore. And now T's getting his fucking face graded <laughs> against it. That's just awesome. Someone just shouting the crowd, "Shit!" Yeah, <laughs> they didn't bleep that out. Man, this was just like, I remember at the time when this is happening, I was just thinking to myself, like, I'll never see anything crazier than this. And then it was like, of course, the next one that we're going to be doing on this Mark Announce table is just like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Poor Foley. Like, oh my, like, how would I have uh, been shitting myself if I was up there right then? Oh my god, I wouldn't want to climb the fucking middle rope, probably. I'd bust my ass. Let alone so, uh, top rope, let alone stand on top of the cage, let alone fucking Undertaker pick me up. If Undertaker picked me up and I was on the goddamn ground, I'd be worried. Something I want to... I'm going to bring the topic up now, but for as a reminder to discuss it when we do the other Hell in a Cell, the debate about the other... Uh, the debate about the uh, ceiling breaking being legit or not. We'll definitely have to keep that in mind. So that's a big controversy. Here's the... Uh, uh, this is the biggest spot, isn't it? Yeah, this is the Which one where one? he goes for the table. Always like this. Nice. It's, it's so, so like, simple, too. It's just such a simple spot, and then um, then when you watch Foley, they'll go through it. It like blows it out the water, though. Yeah, it's not even close. But at the t- I mean, even now, like I know that this is going to happen. I know who's one of the match. I know this kind of stuff. I still think that that's fun as hell, because it's like... I don't know. There's a... Obviously, a certain level of like uh, stupid you know writer part of me because I always hate it in like movies and stuff where somebody's holding on to something like a 
a cliff with one hand and it's like why doesn't somebody just stomp on the other fucking hand uh-huh. you know and what's it's like Undertaker cool, did that you know? what's cool what's cool about that too is and I, this is what separates Shawn Michaels from Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for example they remember when they did that spot where they both fell off the cage mm-hmm. it was just two guys falling off the wall Shawn fucking well I said that really in, uh, intensely Shawn 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 he was like panicking in the fall like grasping for the cage as you mm. doom was met. It's like and he did it in a safer to way everything. too. Like by holding on and not falling from the top of it and stuff, that's a safer way to be able to pull it off. But it's also within character, so he just knows how to do shit. Yeah, it's just like the small things, and people people don't appreciate it, but they are seeing. Like they appreciate it, but they don't realize they appreciate it. Because they'll watch a Shawn Michaels match and go, that was awesome, and watch the same guys. Then they can watch the same guys do the same match, but it doesn't have all the things in, and it's like, oh, that's not as good. And you don't really know why, but then if you break it down, you can see it's just Shawn's that good. If you break it down... Oh, yeah. oh, that's one of, that's one of my fa- this is one of my favorite Blade jobs. So I think the best Blade job that's ever been was the Eddie Guerrero JBL match, but this is up there. And again, Sean's always had a history of good blade jobs. Did you ever see the Survivor Series match? Uh, oh, yeah. Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. He's he knew how to do that well too. Like, oh, he never had like scars all over his body. face and stuff. But he was able to do like the Ric Flair without being Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And Undertaker just stalking. You know that he has this match won. So do you think because like the old style of wrestling's lost, we'll never have anyone as good as Shawn Michaels, or do you think someone's eventually going to come along? It's going to have to be somebody who I don't know, like like if I had to, like, and I I'm not saying this just because I'm a mock for the guy, but if we're talking like who's the best at the modern style of wrestling, it's AJ Styles, but he doesn't have like the character and stuff too. He doesn't have this whole bravado there's a, there's a thing about like the older style of wrestling which was more about storytelling and it just it's just so like i like i just like it so much better more i like it so much more better than the uh current style of just let's go at it really full pace that's the thing is like Shawn michaels he has the athleticism and he has the character and he has like all the other elements there's people now that are on par with the athletic side, but they don't know how to tell a story. And then there's people who a fucking chair shot. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> that smack. You never yeah. hear that smack anymore. Oh, that was fucking. I love it. And the, the, the dent from his fucking head. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, here we go. Smile on my face right now, even though I know what's going to happen. I love the old organ too at the start. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was expecting fire. Yeah, I know you think. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is that's the fucking Brock Lesnar uh, level of pyro when they fucking miss you. Yeah. That's gotta be. Good. By God, he's got hair. He's got natural hair. Jim Ross right now is like, by God, he does have family. Fucking uh, you know, I always How laugh cool when I see that? Kane do that with such ease, and then I go back and watch Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry's stronger. Uh, 
it's great. Mark Henry's just struggling with his cage door, like no tomorrow. And Kane's just like, yeah, fuck this. Damn, Kane was in such good shape back then. Look how imposing that is. Like, that- Undertaker at that point, nobody's taller, mm-hmm. more threatening than the Undertaker, other than Giant Gonzalez. And then when this dude Kane- comes in. This version of Kane is the most scariest, imposing, intimidating character in all of the history of pro wrestling, and I don't care what anyone says. You know, it's tough to say that he's more intimidating than Undertaker, but if you look back at old school Undertaker compared to this Kane, I mean, Kane starting up fire like that, even though one of the sides doesn't work. (laughs) You, I mean, he's wearing the red, it's like blood red, and he's got the mask on instead of just, you know, ginger hair. His fucking arms are huge. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the snap on that tombstone. Like they'll be really, they'll lay him back slow now. I do think one negative of Kane is that he's never had his own finisher. Yeah, but I think it fit with the family thing. I think he didn't need to. Um, this isn't actually my favorite outfit that Kane has. Um, when they swapped the palette round, so it was mainly black yeah. with flames. I always thought that was, Rumble. Uh, I always thought that was the better attire. Me too. Although I like this mask a lot. I, I like this mask, but I also like this mask when the palette swap around. Yeah. Um, I don't I like his current it when thing. he switched to the singlet. No. And I really hated that era where he only had that red barbed wire and no shirt. Um, it's like 2006 or so. When he was in shape, it was okay, but when he got doughy. Earl Hebner was always great at the uh, I'm knocked out, but I'm still going to count. <laughs> I'm going to do my fucking job. And three. Fucking ring that bell, damn it. And now I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> and they're both like dead. It's like a, just a grumpy old man. You ring that bell, you young motherfucker. <laughs> God damn, Sean. <laughs> Fucking Hunter Helmsley's like, yeah, I'm gonna get rid of my white shirt because you got blood. <laughs> It's funny, I was watching a UFC fight not too long ago and the uh, matchmaker is in the cage and he's in a nice press suit and the fighter comes over all bloody and sweaty to hug him and he's like, oh god, no, 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 no. <laughs> what the hell is Rick Rude doing there? Did you see him, like, dancing? Yeah, pretty he's, like, hopping up and down on that fucking rope. Just a sexy room. You know, it's been a hard match when Taker's mascara runs. <laughs> then he's just crying because he's like, oh, my brother is alive. I'm so happy. He's alive. He's alive, Undertaker. He's alive, Undertaker. It's going to be good, Undertaker. Look at that, somebody throwing uh, their drink at Sean. It's like, Sean, be conscious for a second. You need to... <laughs> yeah, they just had a bottle of water and they were throwing it. They're like, wash off the uh, the blood. It's a little weird seeing Triple H pointing at Sean's crouch. Yeah, suck at, suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kane related, we've seen much worse from Triple H. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Kane was so fucking awesome. He still yeah. is awesome, but still, it's he's like. Not. He's fucking just, they so fucking. Like, oh, you're wrong. Whoa, my voice just broke. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to get back to my 12 year old self. Well, what do I think? 
<laughs> no, I mean, current era Kane obviously doesn't match up, but when you look at his overall scope, it's like Kane's still one of the best characters. Don't get me wrong, he can still have a good match, and he's still in pretty fucking good shape for a guy his size and his age. Uh, but, like, he's just, like, his character's done at this point. He doesn't have a character. Do you watch uh, SmackDown this week? Uh, no, this is the first one I've skipped. There was a tag match with him and Randy Orton. <laughs> Look at that. That's such a shitty thing to do. You got Undertaker on the screen and it says winner Shawn Michaels. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton's tagging up with him and he's like, Randy, you got issues. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, now the stream is over. So that means that we're pretty much done. That'll do us in for the Bad Blood match. But we have another coming your way with the King of the Ring Mankind versus Undertaker one as well. For now, make sure you leave your comments below. Chime in on anything you want to talk about. Leave your comments of like uh, your thoughts on a review itself too. Subscribe to us if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up all over social media and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Smart Out Moment. Wego at Stephen Wego. Me at Tony Mango. As I mentioned before, if you've enjoyed this and you want to hear more about the same type of content, we have the Fanboys Anonymous fan tracks. That's for movies and stuff like that. And we're going to have another thing coming up for Smack Talk. So thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out.